What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up. I'm Howard Bender. With me, of course, Adam Ronis. What's up, Adam? How's everything going? Going good. A very unusual night in the NBA. Only two games. Um, so it's weird because Monday was 12, Tuesday is two, and then Wednesday is jam-packed with uh, like 10, 11. So, and then Thursday, I think, is light, and Saturday is light. So it's a very unusual week in the NBA where it's very unbalanced. Um, yeah, you're right. Well, I, I forgot, you know, they, they do like the, uh, the, the big slate for Martin Luther King day. And then they, they did it throughout the day too, which was, yeah. uh, you know, I was, I was like, wait, what, how am I, how am I seeing this, this score come up like that? But, um, yeah, good stuff. But let, well, let me ask you then. So you had your, uh, your, your, your prop stuff on picks wise the, that comes out Mondays and, and Wednesdays, right? Well, no, we added a day. So now I mean, Mondays and Fridays, I mean, no. And we added Wednesday too. Wednesday was and just added. So, um, yeah, I will have something tomorrow, meaning the 19th and it's a 13 game slate. Um, so yeah, it's a very weird week because it's 13 games tomorrow, three Thursday, 11 Friday, three Saturday, six Sunday. So this, it's never usually this imbalanced like this. I think, yeah, I guess since so many played on MLK Day, they gave a bunch of teams off Tuesday, and then it's like, all right, now we got a lot Wednesday. Okay, now we got to give a lot of teams off Thursday. So just one of those weeks. Just one of those. Listen, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, especially because, you know, all right, so what do you – tomorrow is 14 games? Is it – I see thir- – uh, I thought it was 13. 13, 13 games. Yeah. All right, so thirteen games, and the, the earliest starts off at at four. So, so you wake up like at what point during the day do you start researching through these? Because obviously, when you're writing up props and stuff like that, very few games are actually like they they haven't released the props uh, in in a number of spots already, right? Um, sometimes you might see some props up tonight. Um, for tomorrow, it, it all depends on uh, the injury report. You know, if there's a couple of players that are questionable, then obviously they won't um, for that team. Um, so I might start looking tonight. Uh, you know, I'll just kind of look, okay, what are the matchups? Whose props I've been writing lately? Uh, let me see what this number is. Um, and then I'll wake up and start going and start writing up a few. We're, we're trying to get them out early. Um, if possible, you know, somewhere between noon and 2 p.m. Eastern is when I try to get it published and I might add something throughout the day if it catches my eye. Uh, but, yeah, I'll start. Uh, I might start looking, you know, brief look at tonight, get my original thoughts. And then once I wake up, start going through it and picking the ones I like best. OK, a um, lot you said hinges on the injury report and, and what's going on. Uh, any games in particular that you're looking at? Because obviously this this podcast will come out first thing in the morning. So um, probably when you're getting ready to start publishing on PicksWise is when this sucker is going to come out. So at least then they can start listening hand in hand while they're uh, reading your work over there. So um, any any key injuries that we're looking at right now that um, you're immediately going to be like, all right, let me go check and see what the props are for the rest of the team. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell is in concussion protocol, so Jazz are home against the Rockets, so I might look at Rudy Gobert, Uh, you know, like points and rebounds. I mean, he should feast inside against the Rockets, so that's someone I'm going to look at. I'll see. It's been around 29.5, 30.5, so I'll see how much it goes up. Um, 
I've been riding De'Aaron Fox a lot lately. You know, he got ejected the last game, and I lost the prop. I think it was over 23 and a half points, and he had 14 in the fourth quarter and got ejected. He's playing Detroit. Detroit's on a back-to-back. They're on Golden State Tuesday night. Um, Lakers, Pacers, that looks like it should be a high-scoring game. So maybe maybe LeBron, like, I don't know, maybe that could game could blow out. Uh, Cleveland, I've been talking about Cleveland a lot. And uh, they go on the road in Chicago, but Chicago has been playing awful lately. And it's because they're, they're missing. Uh, Zach Levine's been out. Alonzo Ball has already been ruled out. So they've lost four in a row after being one of the best teams in the NBA. I mean, they're still 27 and 15, but they've lost uh, to the Nets uh, badly. They lost by 26. They, they got blown out by the Warriors by 42. Two-point loss to Boston, and they lost to the Grizzlies yesterday by 13. So they're kind of reeling right now. And Cleveland, uh, I know I've mentioned them on here. I've talked about them a lot. I mm-hmm. love this team, man. They are like one of the best teams against the spread this year. They beat the Nets yesterday by seven. They've won five consecutive games and they've beaten good. They just had a, a, a long road trip. So they started the road trip beating Portland, lost to Golden State, which, you know, no shame in that. They're one of the best teams. One in Sacramento, one in Utah, one in San Antonio, one in Oklahoma City, came home and beat the Nets. Uh, and now they're going to Chicago. Uh, I think I wonder if they'll, I guess, will they be favored? They might be favored by one or two uh, because Chicago is missing a couple key players. But uh, I really like that team a lot. And I'll probably look at Darius Garland props. I mean, I gave out 30, over 33 and a half points, rebounds, assists on Monday, and he cruised past it. I also played over 20 and a half points. He cruised past it. So the Bulls defensively obviously have taken a step back. Well, the injuries have. So Darius Garland is probably someone I'm looking at. Nice. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now on DK Sportsbook. Uh, it's uh, Cavs minus one. Okay. Yeah. Is the, uh, is the line. I am I might play them. I mean, I know the Bulls could wake up at any point, but it's just Cleveland. And Cleveland's had injuries, too. They lost Ricky Rubio for the year with a 20 ACL. He was playing great off the bench. And they, they lost um, Colin Sexton, who was uh, a starting guard for the year. Uh, but Jared Allen has played great. Uh, Mobley, the rookie they drafted, has been phenomenal. Kevin Love's played great off the bench. Garland's been terrific. Isaac Okoro. So, uh, yeah, they have to be probably, I think, they got to be the biggest surprise in the NBA this year. No one thought they'd be top four in Eastern Conference. They're a game and a half behind the Bulls for the one seat. No one, I mean, they're ahead of Milwaukee, Philly. No one expected Cleveland to be this good. Okay. All right. So those are some uh, those are some areas to just kind of pay attention to. Again, while you're listening to this uh, podcast and you're uh, and you're kind of looking through Adam's uh, props article over at uh, at PicksWise.com, uh, kind of jump in on this one here. Um, damn, I like it, man. You're gonna end up get getting me hooked on NBA betting. When I see the Hawks Timberwolves totals two thirty three. Uh, uh, the Timberwolves. Yeah, the Hawks have been I, Hawks have been one of the biggest disappointments this year. They're 18 and 25. Uh, I thought they had one of the deepest teams in the Easter Conference. They've been hit hard by injuries and COVID, but there's no excuse to be seven games on the 500. I mean, they have just I mean, they had a nice win on Monday against Milwaukee, but they really struggled. Uh, but they'll get the Timberwolves on a back to back Timberwolves playing at the Garden tonight. Um, both teams 
don't play much defense. So that could be a fun one. Maybe I'll look at Trey Young uh, in that one. <laughs> Trey yeah, Young like is like Trey Young is my uh, he's he's my nemesis. I, I he was on this like he was on a sick run last year. Like I can't remember like what what the 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 run was or the consecutive game streak or whatever that he was he was just he was absolutely on fire. Uh, and and Impemba and Grande got me to play a little NBA DFS, so I put Trey Young in my lineup, um, and and he was dog shit. He was like yeah. it was like the one game in like a twenty game span that he was like crap. Yeah, that it sucks when that happens. Oh, the other one I'll look at is um, Jimmy Butler. Um, Kyle Lowry is out again with a personal issue, so Butler will have the ball in his hands more. Um, and they're hosting Portland, who is one of the worst defensive teams. Portland did get C.J. McCollum back, which helps them at least, uh, you know, Damian Lillard's still out. Uh, but Butler had uh, 19 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists on Monday. So I might look at his points, rebounds, assists, or his assists. Um, I wonder if it's probably going to be six and a half is my guess. But, you know, he can do it all. And uh, to see him, because I think he struggled his first game back. He's missed. He's been in and out of the lineup. Yeah, he came. Yeah, no, Saturday uh, was a back-to-back against Philly. He struggled. He had eight points. Uh, but his assist the last three games, 10, 9, and 10. And Kyle Lowry is going to be out. So I'll probably look at his assists, maybe his points, rebounds, assists. All right. Very, very cool. Very, very cool. You are. You're going to end up getting me hooked on this, and then my wife's going to leave me because <laughs> she's like, why are you betting on basketball? You don't even watch basketball. Well, yeah. You can blame Ronus. Hashtag blame Ronus. Let's yeah, do it that way. <laughs> um, all right. Well, wait. I want to stay with uh, I want to stay with the NBA tonight. I've, I'm done talking about – we have so much time to talk about these four football games that are coming up this weekend. I just don't – have it in me. I even, I was talking baseball with Bowden today uh, on the fantasy alarm show. I was like, Oh, see, and MLB draft guide released. Um, It was really funny. We were, um, and for those of you out there, you know, getting ready for some fantasy baseball. uh, Yeah. The draft guide just went out. Um, It is a living draft guide. We have about a dozen different articles for you to check out right now. Adam's early rankings, my early rankings, uh, Jim Bowden's early rankings, uh, you know, for you to look at there. Best ball strategy, everything that you you want to see, plus about 600 uh, player outlooks uh, done by uh, by the Fantasy Alarm team. So you can get that. Go to fantasyalarm.com slash MLB draft guide. Uh, it's less than 20 bucks and you're going to get content from now through the start of the regular season with the uh, with the draft guide, including the front office insights podcast series with me and Jim Bowden, uh, Adam Ronis's high roller room for all the high stakes fantasy players out there. Uh, just a ton of stuff over there for the uh, for the MLB draft guide. So we were talking there was we were talking about potential breakouts for today, uh, you know, just as, as part of a way to kind of hype it up. And one of the players that that Bowden brought up was Shane Boz, the, uh, the pitcher for the Rays. Um, you know him, right? Yeah, obviously. Mm-hmm. Okay. So here, here's the funny thing without looking right now, do you remember where you ranked Shane Boz as in your starting pitchers? Thirties or forties. Okay. So 38 is exactly where you ranked him. Do you guess where Jim Bowden ranked him? Where? 20, 20? 
37. Oh, okay. Guess where I ranked them? 39. 36. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so without like, even we never even talked about them at all. We never talked about it. We never like I didn't I didn't even I did my rankings. I finalized all my shit on like Saturday when I was like buried in in, in all of this stuff doing, you know, the, the top 300 and all the other nonsense that comes with it. But it was really funny because there I was like, you know, we were looking at, at that. And and when, you know, when Jim brought him up, I was like, okay, let's see where Jim ranked him. All right. Where did I rank him? And then it was just, it was too funny to see, you know, when you've got a player like that and you've got Bowden, Ronis and Bender, and we all have them right there in that exact same spot. Um, Looks really, really good. Looks really, really good for Shane Boz. So, um, again, fantasyalarm.com slash MLB draft guide. You don't even need a promo code or whatever. We're just giving it to you for less than 20 bucks. Um, and it would be a huge mistake for you to not get it. So, I'll leave it at that. When we come back on the other side of this commercial break, I want to talk to Adam about another article he writes over at PicksWise. Dot com. So stick around. We'll be right back after this. All right, Adam, in addition to the Monday, Wednesday, Friday props that you do, and I love the fact that they came to you and they were like, we need a third day out of you. We just need a third day. Um, it's been that good. You do an article over there for NBA futures and stuff like that. So um, when was the last time you updated that article? Last Wednesday. Last week on Wednesday. Okay. Um, let's talk about some possible movement that's going on over there because you and I were talking earlier and you had said something about Kevin Durant uh, and him, you know, he's what? He's got an MCL sprain. Is that what his injury is right now? Yeah. So it could be four to six weeks. It could be a little right. bit longer. So he was second in the MVP behind Curry. Uh, and I thought Durant was actually not a bad bet at the time, but obviously – he has fallen to fifth. He's now plus 1,300. And I, I just don't see how you can bet on him when you're missing that much time. Um, and it could be potentially be two months. So remember, the Nets are going to be cautious. Uh, they know they're going to be in the playoffs. Now, maybe it gets dicey because, you know, Kyrie Irving, as of right now, can only play on the road. They have been losing games lately, too. Um, but I don't think so. So they're going to be cautious with him. Um, so that pushes Giannis up because I think when I wrote it, Giannis was like plus 700, plus 750 or maybe plus 500. He's now plus 330 on DK. Curry's still the favorite at plus 150, which I wouldn't vote for him. I, I just again, you got to remember when you're betting, there's so much narratives in these awards and Curry is having a good year. He's not having like to me the MVP year. He's actually his shooting percentages are two of the worst of his career. Right. Like, it's insane. I mean, he got all the notoriety for breaking the three-point record and everything, and the Warriors are winning now. They have been losing some games lately. They've fallen behind the Suns now for the best record. They'll be fine. You know, Draymond Green is out uh, for a couple weeks. So, you know, and they had a, a tough stretch there where they played some good teams. But I don't – I would not vote for Curry right now. I would vote for Giannis or Jokic. Now, Jokic is plus 700. The problem with Jokic, because he won the MVP last year, his numbers are similar to last year, and he's had to carry Denver. They've had so many injuries. You know, Michael Porter had the back surgery. He's out. Jamal Murray is recovering from a torn ACL. He's not back. Maybe February. I haven't really seen an update. I thought initially it was February. But the problem is, you know, people look at the record so much, and the Denver's 22 and 20, sixth seed in the Western Conference. He would not be plus 700 
if this team was 31 and 12, he'd probably be the favorite. So that's why it's hard to back him. And I, I don't see them getting up towards the top with the team they have. The interesting movement is Joel Embiid. He's all of a sudden up at plus 1,300. Um, so he's moved up. He's obviously had to carry Philly. Um, and we talked about him last week. He had a stretch of like six straight games of 30-plus points. Uh, it then broke because uh, he had two tough matchups, but then he did go over 30 yesterday. Um, so he is interesting because, um, again, the Eastern Conference kind of bunched up. I mean, I don't think it's a coincidence he's moved up as Philly has started to creep up the standings. They're now 25 and 18, two and a half out of the top spot. Uh, but yeah, I think I, I still think Giannis is not a bad bet right now. I think I wrote it in an article. Again, I forgot what he was at the time, plus 500, plus 700, but now it's plus 330. Uh, you know, he missed some time, but when he's been on the court, he's been great. John Moran has been the story because um, he's now plus 1400. You know, Memphis has also been one of the biggest surprises. In the NBA, they're third in the Western Conference, four and a half behind the Suns, 31 and 15, uh, won nine of their last 10. Uh, and Moran obviously is getting a lot of attention right now, but he's not put up the numbers that Giannis, Curry, um, Jokic have. Okay. Um, well, I mean, there's some volatility here, obviously, that you have to look at, right? And if Giannis is already down to to plus three thirty from you know plus five hundred and whatever, and Durant's moving up, you know, I mean, is there somebody? I mean, is there somebody in that range? I mean, you know, like you got LeBron at plus four thousand, Demar Derozan plus three thousand, Luca at plus five, Chris Paul at plus six. Like, is there a is is there somebody in that range? that you look at and you say, well, if I can bet this now, cause with, with a strong, you know, whatever second half or, or, you know, you know, big run that they end up going on, you know, they'll, they'll be down in a hurry. Like LeBron goes on some sick tear and the Lakers start winning a bunch of games miraculously and stuff like that. And LeBron is suddenly like plus two fifty, right? <laughs> um, LeBron, is having actually a great year. I mean, he's averaging 28.8 points per game. That's his highest average since 2009, 2010. <laughs> so he's done all this and they still can't win. I mean, they're slight, they beat Utah last night, good win for them, but they're still 22 and 22. So, and Anthony Davis could come back and that will cut into LeBron's numbers. So yeah, I mean, LeBron always has got the reputation. So, but he would really, they're just so far behind Golden State and Phoenix that I don't see it. Is it crazy to sprinkle a little money? No. I'd say James Harden at plus 8,000 because Durant's going to miss potentially two months and Kyrie Irving can't play in home games. Now, the Nets do have a a huge stretch coming up on the road. So Kyrie will play. And also, you know, his vaccination status could change. He said he's not going to change, but I mean, I don't know how the laws work. Is it possible? I don't know. But there's also been talk that if the Nets get to the playoffs, they might just pay the fine. Like, I think they get fined, and then it's more and more each game. But that's the postseason, uh, the rumor. So I think Durant, at those numbers, has a shot. I mean, Harden. Harden, Harden yeah, yeah, plus 8,000. I like that. Just because, you know, he's going to have to, for this team to continue to win and move up, he's going to have to take on a a higher usage rate and do a lot more. 
Um, and there's still potential for them, you know, to finish as the top seed in the East. So if I'm looking at a long shot in that area, it would be him. Yeah, I almost want to PayPal you a hundred bucks right now so you can lay this bet for me. See, Jimmy Butler is interesting at plus thirteen thousand. The problem with him is he can't stay on the court because Miami's right there in the East. Right. Um, like I think they're they're a team I would look to to if you're looking for like a dark horse in the postseason, I would look at them uh, in the East. Again, the East is so tough though because actually, yeah, actually, damn, Miami's third in the East to, to, to win the uh, title. They're sixth overall plus 1400 to come out of the conference. They are plus 550. So they are moving up, but I still, I still, I, I think they, they can come out. No question with a healthy team, you know, Butler, Bam Adebayo, Lowry. Um, and we saw Miami have that run a couple years ago in the bubble. Um, Tyler hero obviously is a massive favorite for the, Sixth man of the year of the award. Uh, oh my, it's up to minus five fifty now <laughs> for him. Like it's just like there makes no sense betting that. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of locked in and 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 leaving it. That. I mean, I mean, does it make sense to sprinkle something on on Kelly Oubre though or Montrez Harrell? Mm-hmm. Uh, just I mean, it would take an the- injury. Out. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it would take an injury for to hero. Like say he's yeah, out yeah, two yeah. months. Then yeah. Okay. Not bad there. What about um? What about rookie? Is it all Evan Mobley? In my opinion, yes. Um, I just think, and I re- even I wrote about it him as the pick when it was like a three way tie at plus two fifty between him, Scotty Barnes, and Cunningham, and I'm like Mobley's the guy. Um, he's had a, a substantial impact on the Cavaliers, who are one of the top teams in the East. Um, he's He's not going to have the eye-popping stats of, like, like Kate Cunningham's on a bad Detroit team where, you know, he's going to take a ton of shots, but he's shooting poorly from the field. So I, I just think Mobley has shown a tremendous basketball IQ, and every time I watch him, I'm just more impressed each time. So for me, it's Mobley. Um, you know, Barnes has had a good year. Cunningham's come on. He started the year injured. Uh, Wagner's had a, a very good year. But for me, it's it's Mobley, and I felt that way since early in the season. Okay, yeah, I remember you mentioning. Yeah, we've thrown thrown down about this. I think last week because we did bring up some futures last week because uh, didn't Draymond Green uh, move up to be the favorite for defensive player yeah. of the year? And let me see. Yeah, and he still is, even though he's hurt. He's minus one ten. Gobert's plus one eighty five. I mean, Gobert missed some time. He was in the health and safety protocols. Now Draymond is hurt and about they saying about two weeks. So, you know, it looks like, um, it looks like it might not hurt him too much. I mean, again, golden state's one of the best defensive teams and he's the key to it. Um, so I mean, Gobert is up there in rebounding and blocks, but, uh, there are narratives with these awards, man. It just are, you have to know that when you are, um, you know, picking a lot of times people just bet with their heart and like, Oh no, this guy should be the guy. You got to understand that there there are narratives with these awards. Yeah. All right. No doubt. No doubt. Any other futures that I'm I'm missing there? Um. No. I mean, did MVP, rookie, six man, defensive player. I don't give a shit about the coach of the year. Yeah. I mean, most improved right now. John Morant's the favorite at minus one ninety. Um. Really, most improved player. That's actually an award. Yeah. What's up with that, man? And you know, and I talked about this a lot last year with Fensty. It's such a hard award to gauge, man, because like yeah. 
Jeremy Grant was like the, one of the favorites last year. And I'm like, well, he went from a bench role on Denver to a starting role in Detroit. Of course, his stats are going to go up. Like, you know what I'm saying? So like, mm-hmm. it's to me, it's very hard to judge this award. Um, Miles Bridges obviously has seen a, a big improvement. All these guys, it's just, I don't know, man. Cause like fence, these like, oh, Tyler hero should be it. But heroes plus 4,500. I, I don't know, man. It's just, to me, it's such a hard award to gauge. Like, I don't understand what the criteria is. It's so subjective. I think like John Morant was, has been very good. He's taken a big step, but like, I don't know if he's the most improved player. I mean, okay. He's gone from 19.1 points to 24.4. His assists have gone down from 7.4 to 6.7. His rebounds have gone from four to 5.7. His shooting has gone up. He was at 44.9% last year from the field, 48.7%. Uh, his three-point percentage has gone up from 30.3 to 35.5. Um, free throw percentage has gone up from 72.8 to 77.2. So, yeah, he's stepped up, but, like, most improved? I mean, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. This is such a I, – every year I look at it, and I'm just like – I think did, – did Randall win it last year? I forgot. But, like, he was, like – during the middle of the season, I remember he was like plus 3000. I'm like, he's been a good player and he's had good years, but yeah, he had a a career year last year. Like miles bridges has gone from 12.7 points per game to 20. His rebounds have gone up from six to 7.3. His assists from 2.2 to 3.6. His shooting has actually gone down a little bit, but 50.3 to 48%. Uh, His three point shoot percent shooting has gone down. So like, I don't know, like what are we looking at when we're judging this award? That's my biggest issue with it. Um, I'm not really sure. Like I, I look at that kind of an award and, and I laugh about an award like that. That's like, a, I mean, a, yes. How do you judge that? And, you know, how do you judge who's taking the, uh, the, the, the proper step forward or the, 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 the most improved. Um, I just, I see that award and I think back to when I was in, uh, in, in sleepaway camp when I was, uh, 10 years old, Adam. And I, uh, and I, and I received the, uh, the camp's most improved swimmer award that summer. Cause you were shitty and almost drowned. And now you could at least, you know, swim out 20 feet, right? No, man. It was my yeah. first summer at the camp and they started me off at this like beginner level and swimming in the lake. You remember, like, I, I don't know, like when you were growing up, you know, the American Red Cross used to do, they used to have like swimming groups and swimming like level cards where you were like, Beginner, advanced beginner, swimmer, advanced swimmer, basic water and rescue. Um, and they had like the different levels that you could go up. You didn't you didn't do any of that? No. Oh, sorry. Well, you know, I was yeah, I was like, like one of those fresh air fund kids where they sent me out to a camp. <laughs> and I did. I like went over. I like they started me off in the beginner. Uh, I was like 10 years old, and by the end of the summer, I was like up like four levels into like doing like basic rescue and water stuff where they throw you in with all your clothes and you uh, have to survive in the, uh, in the middle of a lake like that. It was before I saw the, uh, the Friday the 13th movies, right? Because then I never would have swam in a lake anywhere after having seen those. (laughs) (laughs) That shit freaks me out. That shit freaks me out. Uh, It's uh, stuff that's like living under there. Like if I can't see, like, I'm fine. Like, if I'm not, you know, like, if I'm swimming in a pool, I'm okay. I can't go near the drain. I have a drain phobia. That's 
a whole other psychological thing. But, um, you know, in like a like a regular swimming pool, I could like sit and do laps and stuff like that. But if I could throw me into a lake where I can't see what's like underneath me, it's coming up from the bottom. I can't do it, man. Can't do it. Creeps me out. All right. You'll, I'll, I'll make you'll sure care. that you That's will, fine. You don't care. No, I'll make sure you avoid that situation. But yes, <laughs> I'll, I'll do my best to avoid it on my own. Um, all right. So pickswise.com, uh, Adam Ronis's props for NBA Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. All right. He tries to get them posted sometime around between noon and 2 p.m. Eastern time. And potential updates coming out all over the place uh, for there. He also has his uh, NBA futures column uh, that he does weekly or bi-weekly, no, bi-monthly. Every, every two to three weeks. Every two to three weeks that gets updated there uh, as well. So, all right. Brilliant stuff. As always, Adam, uh, a pleasure. Um, thank you for my NBA education tonight. No problem, man. You know, I know uh, NFL is winding down for some people. So, you know, you want to get some action. NBA is fun. NBA is fun. I did. I did play NHL DFS tonight, though. I did. I did that. And I don't know, man. I think I'm going to I think I'm going to dive in a little deeper into baseball this season. I you know what? Because the last two years, because they've been so fucked up, um, I, I haven't I haven't like really been like neck deep in, in fantasy baseball, like I used to be. And I feel like I've kind of like cheated myself out of that these last two seasons. So this year I'm going all in Adam. I'm winning. I'm winning tout or labor or both. Going to make that promise right here, right now. Okay. I mean, that's a tough promise. Those are tough leagues. So, um, uh, I did win tout last year. So, Right. I've won labor before. I've, I've won labor, labor before. I have not won one tout yet. I've won tout three times. Labor, I've only been in for two years. And the shortened season, I was in first place the entire year until the final three days and lost. I mean, that was gut-wrenching. I mean, someone who was in the league, you know, kind of checked out. They came back in. They're like, you didn't win the league? I'm like, no. They're like, how? I'm like, fell apart. Uh, and remember, it was only a two-month season. And then last year... I actually struggled for most of the, I was in last place the first two months and I'm sitting there. I'm like, no fucking way this could happen. I will never finish last. Like what is going on? And I made a push, push. I think I got as high as third, but I wound up finishing fourth or fifth. Uh, Ariel Cohen's like, Oh shit, bro. You are making a run. I'm like, yeah, but it's not gonna, I can't overtake you guys. Um, so, but that's the whole point where I've always said, I'll never give up no matter what. Like there's a lot of people who would be in last for two months and be like, oh, I'm out of it. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to fight back and again, made a push. But I, I mean, realistically, I knew during the year, I'm not going to win, but that doesn't mean you stop. No, you definitely don't stop. No doubt about it. Um, yeah, I had that. That was the, the year I won labor. I was in, I was in first, like pretty much the entire year. That's the worst feeling, bro, to be in first the whole year because you are shitting your pants in September. I don't know. Um, I, you know I, I had I had. Uh, you know what? I, yeah, I would say that's probably what happened because I think, I'm trying to remember. Maybe it was uh, Brent Hershey from Baseball HQ was making a run or maybe it was uh, Gianella from Baseball Prospectus. They were 
there, there was a run being made, and I think uh, they got within like three points of me in September. It happens every fucking league, man. <laughs> For real. Like there was one year, I think there was one year Todd I was up first most of the year, and I wound up losing. And then it was a year I came from behind. But it's funny. Like you could see, oh, yeah, this guy's dominating the league. He's up 20. He's up 25. And then September comes, and you're like, oh, shit, my league's down to three. And it's like, wait, what? It feels like it happens a lot. Yeah. Um, it, it, it kind of does that year. I blew all the rest of my fab on Juan Soto. Yeah. I remember you saying that. Right. And that's kind of what did it for me. But yeah, like not really being able to make moves at the end, like not having any money was, uh, was nerve wracking to say the least. But, but Soto was just like, I mean, to get that guy off free agency and then put up the numbers he did in a, in a mono league is just insane. It's huge. It was, it was, it was the, you know, that was it. It was, it was the lock. I remember that that was like the big one there and felt good about it. And I, you know, again, that's like the shoot, you got to shoot your shot and, and, you know, make it happen for yourself. So, uh, you know, it's like, a you know, you, you push all in something like that and, uh, and just kind of see what happens. I mean, I had that great of a lead um, to, uh, to, to jump out anyway, lots of time for baseball too. Uh, but yes, write it down here. January 18th, Howard said he will win either labor or tout or possibly even both. Yeah. Looking forward to all of that. All right. Uh, Adam, as always, man, big, uh, big thank you to sit and hang out with you. For those of you listening, thank you for liking and subscribing. We'll be back tomorrow and uh, we'll start diving a little further into uh, more of the uh, the NFL games and Get you guys all set and squared away. So for Adam Rodas, I'm Howard Bender. This has been Anti Up. We'll catch you next time.